Hey, Jeffrey. We won. Wait, what did we win? Um, you, I lottery, I believe, right? <laughs> Money, I, currency, quit, dollars. I quit my jobs in a sort of burn bridgey way, so I hope that that's what the text was meant to say. This is this is how Jeff and I come out to the world and say we've won the lottery. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we're gonna not. keep is... we're gonna keep doing the podcast. We're gonna stop doing other work. That is, if I did win lottery, I don't think it would affect the podcast at all. This is not a profit center for Jeff Enterprises. This is a fun center. <laughs> um, It'd yeah. be funny if if I stayed working and I was like, but I'm not doing any more fucking podcasts now that I'm wealthy. <laughs> yeah, you're like this is one thing that I am just done with, Jeff. Now that I'm rich, <laughs> who needs to self-express anymore? <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, now that I'm rich, I'm going to stop going to dinners because what am I going to do? Meet a lottery winner there? What, am I going to eat that dinner and just poop it out again? Like, who's got the time? I'm important now. Oh, uh, man, Skylar. Dude, speaking that of was... poop. <laughs> speaking of pooping. So I feel like we should give a little bit of context to the listeners at it's home. The November gym. 29th. It's 2022. Year of our Lord. Uh, World Cup is a happening. If you're and listening to, to this, we're time travelers. No. Um, we are, in a way. In a, in a sense, aren't we? We, we? we travel through the stream. We use the we stream. time casters. <laughs> that sounds like Nickelodeon's like, all right, we need some sort of bullshit, like, kid superhero thing, but we don't want to spend a lot of money. And it has to be educational. Guess who wants to turn Harriet Tubman into a superhero? Legends of the Hidden Temple. She's now a time caster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's uh, Harriet's pod here. And um, just wanted to tell you guys that, I, I mean, I can't divulge my location, but I'm on the underground rails. And yeah, that is an idea to do like drunk history, but it's like reversed. And it's the podcast <laughs> of... All of the most famous people throughout history, but it's like kind but of. But is shitty. there is there this podcast that has one listener? Oh, they've logged on. That's amazing, actually. Hello, it's me, the Einsteins. I'm your host, Albert Einstein. I'm here to, uh, I guess, talk to a bunch of people who are <laughs> stupider than me. A bunch of football Van, Van Gogh would Van Gogh would be a strong choice for an episode because mm-hmm. you know, like somebody that spent their entire life in obscurity, he would have he would have a podcast, and it would have been real cringy. And a 4chan account. He'd be the only guy that's not anonymous. They'd be like, Van Gogh, we can see it. It's you. I'm sorry. It just lagged a little bit. I missed what you said, which doesn't bode well for your internet connection. Oh, no. I am plugged in. Wi-Fi off and everything. I have... It has been... The waves have been a little soft today. Um, What was that? I was saying Van Gogh is an incel. Um, Do you think that, like, the Bible was, like, one of the first podcasts? Like... Like everything in the Bible is like God's God cast. To me, it strikes me as like one of the first like series in that like it (laughs) really takes a while before it gets going. Like you read some of that early stuff and it's like, all right, we've been covering ham and adultery for like 15 chapters. God, this is the most boring manga that I've ever read. I, so did and so read, begot, I actually so did and read so. Bible manga, really. Like, uh, there was this guy. Well, it's not manga. I, I stretched to make it work. But I there's a graphic novel of the book of Genesis done by R. Crumb. You know him? He's like, he was like. Is one he of the, the guy who they did the documentary about? It was like a comic uh, illustrator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he did like a ton of like porn in the 70s. I like, Kill Flies comic. or something like that. Was that the name of the movie? 
I'm not sure. I actually haven't seen the documentary, but I really like his work, so I should check it out. But um, I highly recommend the illustrated book of Genesis. Like, I thought because he's him and because he draws cartoons that are lewd for a living, he would, like, sort of take the piss out of the Bible, if you will. But he actually kind of did the opposite, and, like, he drew it, like, really straight and as understated as possible. But the Bible is so crazy, especially in the book of Genesis, that you're like, oh, my God, this is all just, like, rape and murder and war and fire and death and it's wild that's like 19 great segues to talk about the world cup in qatar i was gonna say <laughs> it's almost as many deaths as qatar oh no, darn um, Rough. but true unfortunately <laughs> there's really at the time there were 300 people in the world you could kill half of the people and you're still not even touching these qatar numbers <laughs> it's like like I just imagine there's 300 people in the world. You kill half of them, and then I have like a birthday party, and I'm looking around like, "Where's Brian?" Like, <laughs> yeah, Brian Kyle said he'd pretend. come. Then he ghosted me. But back Ooh. then, it meant you become you become a ghost. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I got it. I got where, it. It's where it's where it's where it comes from. So, all right, we you said let's establish some context. Today is match and day. Instead, we did blasphemy. <laughs> Hold on, uh, I'm making a new banner. Uh, here we go. Scroll across the bottom. Drop this. This is your boy. last chance. We've given you like a 10 minute buffer zone of spoiler alert here. But we are recording this almost immediately after the USA Iran massive victory for the United States of America. Oh, I was going to go back further and do like the well, the first match, uh, a painful one one draw with Wales could have should have won. Uh, gave away a late penalty kick from a uh, Miles Robinson challenge. Yeah, <laughs> Miles Robinson tried to eat uh, Gareth Bale's legs uh, right just inside the eighteen. Um, he, then he he scissored his timbers, man. I'll give you. Him. <laughs> he really <laughs> I did. I don't even know what you just did with that. I was like, I'm gonna take a pirate expression and like change it a little. But you you never heard the like oh scissor me timbers or whatever. No, no, I was I didn't go to an arts and crafts undergrad, Jeff, like like some of us did. <laughs> I have a finance degree, but go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In in craft in art artful crafty finance and bookkeeping, I'm sure. Yeah, the Madoff school of business. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we tied Wales. Then we came up against the dreaded daddy to our our baby sub, uh, England. They're the they're the daddy dom in our country's uh, historical relationship. You know that Bear Halter doesn't use subs, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Now we're just starting hey. to repeat the things we saw on Twitter this week. Um, zing, zing, zing. But we but we pulled it out. We 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 got a nil nil draw, but we also got a nil nil draw in a game that felt like we were the more likely team to to score and possibly get a victory there. Yeah, I mean. We, we were having a sort of rich man's version of what Canada had, which is like, go out, play your balls off for two games. But then we came away with two points in a group where that mattered, and they came away with one in a group that it didn't. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean... Wait, who is they? You, you, Canada, they? sorry, I, I mentioned Oh, yeah, that. yeah. Um, yeah, Canada has been knocked out, uh, but then... Which is right, crazy, because so I feel like they've actually been, like, one of the most consistent performers at this World Cup so far. They've had, like, the, two good games. It just hasn't gone their way. In qualifying as well, they won almost every match. Like, they qualified rapidly, top of the group. What can I say? I mean, the USA's got Captain America Christian Pulisic. By the way, today's well, we episode... Had. <laughs> 
Let's all right. Today's episode title is That's America's Ass, if you get the reference. I don't. Uh Avengers, uh at one point, Captain America comments on another alt universe version of himself who's lying down and he goes, That is America's ass. Like commenting <laughs> on his own ass. I'm like a I'm a solid half dozen Marvel things behind. Oh no, Jeff. All right. So next week on Meet the New Soccer, Skylar and our new host will talk about the World <laughs> yeah. Cup. Oh man. All right. But so today, today, USA versus Iran. I don't want to say it wrong. Like Iran. Tyler Adams did in a press conference and got a bollocking from one of the Iranian reporters. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that press conference, right? That was something. It was it was something. It felt this felt like out of like Rocky doing an interview before taking on Ivan Drago and Russia vibes. Yeah. Um, but we, so we had two points from two draws. The rest of the group was England had four points and was likely to move on, except in the event of Wales beating them like five, nothing or something insane that was never going to happen. Then, uh, Iran had lost the first match to, to England six to two, but then pulled out a win against Wales, a team we couldn't beat. And suddenly Iran was sitting on three points and only a draw. Uh, would have seen Iran move on into the next round. Uh, do we want to talk at all about like the Iran team? I think we may have hinted at it at, in a previous episode. I mean, I, I think there's a lot to talk about with that. So yes, um, I don't even know which specific subject. I mean, the one thing that I will say is that I was expecting a much more Mourinho-esque performance from them in the sense that I really thought that they were going to sit back with all 11 guys behind the ball pretty much the entire game and maybe try to catch us on the break a few times. But for the most part, you know, to their credit, they didn't play a cynical pragmatic game. I feel like they came out and I don't, I don't, I don't fully know. agree. I don't think they went full hold on to your ass 11 men behind the ball, but they had nine men behind the ball. Like they were, tr- they were trying to break with two forwards. Yeah. And yeah. It, it didn't, except for maybe a few half moments. Uh, well, after... I mean, if you have two forwards, and I think that they they had guys in midfield, they weren't sitting in the box. Like to me, they were playing like a some I don't know some some tactician's going to correct me on this, but more or less a four four two. You know what I mean? Which is like like a relatively conservative four four two, but it wasn't like I've seen more conservative games than that in the middle of the Premier League season. You know what I mean? Whereas like all they had to do. Like, if they all just stood in front of the goal for 90 minutes, they had a chance, you know? And they didn't do that. So, I don't know. I, I appreciate the the sportiness of that. Although, the flip side to, you know, in, in that way, they were very sporting in that they seemed like they were up for a game, even if they played slightly conservative. They, they were falling all over the pitch tonight. And I get that I'm as biased as it gets, but, you know, they, they had the one in, like, the 96th minute they sort of chose to argue for two minutes of over a penalty that wasn't a penalty instead of continuing to play when they, you know, that was last chance saloon for them, which is an odd choice for me, but it seemed like there was a lot of that all game of like, just, eh, you know, and like that, that kind of falling down and they got a few of those calls, but they didn't get them when it mattered most and they didn't capitalize on them, thankfully. So how, how rare is it to have your team playing against another team that hates you? Hates you. I mean, I can't speak for every person in Iran, but like the 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 storyline is that they hate us. At the very least, the right. government their government hates our government. 
Maybe more. Maybe more. That, that's, um, a, that's a good caveat that you just made because, you know, someone just to just go ahead and repeat everything that I've read on Twitter in the last 24 hours, like, you know, someone sort of compared this to a possible Serbia-Croatia game that could happen in this World Cup where, you know, there you have people where, I don't know, I don't think I'm talking out of turn when I say this. Please correct me. On this podcast, Jeff, talk out of turn? <laughs> I would never talk over you, Skyler, for 10 <laughs> minutes at a time while drinking red wine. No. Um, I I was just I think that there are some countries that like truly, even like Argentina, Brazil on some level, I think the people of those countries have a like legitimate beef with one another. Whereas like that goes at least back for like the a people century. of America, I think for the most part, they have no opinion or or like a relatively high opinion of Irani people. And I think for most Irani people, I think a lot of their beef comes more with... Do you mean I- Iranian? The... Sorry, Iranian? I, I'm afraid of doing the Adams thing now. Oh. was it? Is it not Irani? Is it Iranian? That's, that's think, right. It's Iranian. Yeah. it's Iranian. I always say the country Listen. right, because I used to have a Iranian uh, suite mate in my flat, but... It's not like Jeff has built a life with a diplomat. <laughs> to like... be fair... Uh, not that many diplomats in Tehran these days, so it's gonna be a while before we're over there. Touche. No, sorry, um, I, I interrupted you, but 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 yeah, no, I was talking, just, I, it feels very from? government to government for me more than like this is not like like if Russia had played Ukraine in this World Cup, those are two peoples that have a problem with one another. I mean, even like in Wales. There's like can a you, bit of irony to it, but can you imagine if, if Russia had qualified and Ukraine had qualified and they were in the same group? Like, can you imagine that? Yeah. I mean, it's wild to think now, like, because Iran or Ukraine rather was very, very close to qualifying in our in group. This group. You know yeah. what I mean? They had beaten Scotland, I believe, if the memory they serves. Lost, and they lost to Wales. They lost to Wales. And that was the only, there was, they were, you know, a couple goals away. So unfortunately, they just, didn't make it. Gareth Bale just ruins people's lives. I will say, you know, man, I'm just full of points that other people made that I found compelling. But a point <laughs> that someone else made, I believe it was an announcer, is like, you know, this World Cup gets pushed back four months. And it seems like there's a lot of players, in some cases, there are entire teams that are like are a year or two past it. Gareth Bale's one of them. Ramsey's one of them. You know, within oh, that you're Wales... saying versus another four-year period to wait for new players to be blooded in because if this had been last summer it still would have been bail well yeah that's exactly what i'm saying though is that like for some of these players does the four months how much does that four months matter you know it'll be interesting to see the infographic of all the players that were probable to make their world cup team that got injured in that time span and then even just the dip in form like I feel like the entire Belgium squad was a lot better six months ago than they are now, you know, like, and, and it makes you wonder how much of an effect the time had, you know, we've talked a lot about the seasons and sort of how it affects the, the, the calendar of play within your club teams, but just the added four months to your life is that's not insignificant. Well, you know, they're not living longer, Jeff. (laughs) The World Cup's been delayed, so I can't die. I was born to play in this tournament. I I do weirdly think that Bale will continue to look exactly how he does now for the rest of his life. Quote me on that. Like a dad with a man bun? Like like a guy who's a little bit too old, but is also taking care of himself. 
playing golf 36 holes a day. His knees have, have been relatively undamaged by football by a football career. It's the golf that got him. <laughs> yeah, his his left arm is jacked up. Um <laughs> I, I think you make a great point from like the inconsistency is the important part. If everyone was put through the same like rushed preparation or prolonged preparation, I feel like it's level playing field. Some teams only flew into like their team camp like five, six days before the first match. And some teams were together for two plus weeks. Other teams, like other teams yeah. had friendlies just before this. Like it's I mean, been very and inconsistent. That, and that would be an advantage for the United States, right? Because we, our season sort of ends at a strange time when everyone else is still in the middle of playing. We've had. For MLS, yes. But our, for MLS, our players just finished a complete season. Their end of season. So yeah. feel how, feel how your legs are end of season. But for the European players, it's the same as other European nations. Like Christian Pulisic has been on the same schedule as yeah. Kovacic. Well, um, and for the European players in the other sense of those that play for European countries and also yeah. play European football, they also just finished the Euro. You know, they didn't have an off season. You mean a year ago? Oh, well, but yeah. But that I don't think that counts because they did just have a summer because the World Cup was in the winter. Yeah, I don't know. I do think they got their things, first summer off they, in years. I, yeah, I guess in that case they do. But I, I think those things do add up, though. That's all I'm saying. Jeff, when you're making things up and I'm making things up, whoever talks loudest and last was right. <laughs> I am so loud. No. All right. All right so in the match, I, I, we're probably not going to do a minute by minute recap because we never do that and would never do a good job of that. Um, yeah. What are moments that you remember, like first half moments that you remember? perhaps i mean probably the biggest one of the first half is a moment that wasn't a moment i mean obviously i remember the first goal that counted i remember pulisic going down i haven't seen any update that is worth repeating on whether about or not, his injury like what what's his status with that which would be interesting to know they, i don't think they'll reveal that until the morning of the next match which i think is sunday yeah at 6 a.m um, pacific Warg. thoughts and prayers um hopefully hopefully that will work out okay um i so i remember that moment pretty vividly and it, you know the odd thing to me to me he looked like definitively injured like he stayed down way too long even when he was back up like it didn't look like an ouchie like it looked like a problem and then he, he played hobbling. the rest of the half and i don't know let's just hope that that doesn't keep him out any more than the rest of the premier league season with Chelsea. No, I'm just kidding. Um, let's just, you know what I mean? Let's just hope that that is not a serious problem for him because that would, that would be a shame if those 10 minutes of football cost him, you know, years of his career. He's, he's not usually the most prolific player as like a forward, but as, as just a winger, as, as someone that like really takes on the mantle of national team captain, whether he's captain or not, Adams is, captain at the tournament but Pulisic is like he he the fact that he scored the winning goal that takes us to the next round by putting his body on the line he is the one on our team who would have done that it I I was also thinking about that because it, it's such a like movie plot thing to have someone you know what I mean like how often do you score the winning touchdown while getting your ankle broken or like you know what I mean like it's very like a lot of times when you get injured, you might be trying to save the team or score the winning goal or whatever it is, but 
like usually it's some innocuous moment where two people collide wrong or like you land strangely. It's like, it's very, it's not very often that you see a glorious injury like that. Like if he's actually like, if he, let's say he broke a leg and he's going to be fine in the end, but he like, he has to be in a cast for a year. Like, dude, that's like, that's almost like a cool thing for his career. It's an amazing moment right. to have done that, you know? But I also think that he would rather score three more goals. Um, yes, than, absolutely. Than have that moment. He, he looked, it didn't look like, like, I think if it was a broken bone, I think the reaction would have been a little different. I'm hoping it's just like, you know, a tightened hamstring or something where it was like, he's afraid it'll, it'll worsen if he plays on, but something that like a day or two of icing it and stretching will, will overcome. That's my hope. To me, I mean, and I watched that, they played that over and over and over again where I was watching it. Um, and it, I kept expecting it. If you remember the way he scored, he's sort of sliding in. His left leg is lower than his right leg. And I kept expecting it, but it was the left leg that got hurt. And it, so it's this leg that's kind of pinned down on the ground. And that's the one that collides with the Iranian goalkeeper. And I would, I would not be at all surprised to find out that it was like a bone bruise or something like that where, I mean, it was just a really solid like, like it was just, you, you know, it was, it was a very strong, fast guy's knee going in at full speed to your was leg it the goalie? that can't move. Was it the goalie that took him out or was it a defender? No, it's almost, it was weird. Like the way it happened is, I wouldn't even say the goalie took him out. It was like, he just sort of followed through and they ended up coming together. Like there wasn't a foul on either okay. of them, in my opinion, but. All right. So that goal incredible i screamed yes i texted yes to like 25 people who probably won't want to talk to me anymore um or that that happened uh remind, was it the second half that we scored the, the no goal? it, it was also it was right before the break okay which when you think about that what a different game what a different stress level i would have had in the second half had that been two nil so and so great that was wasted by that offsides. Yeah, Tim Weah oh. makes a great a great run over on the shoulder of the center back, and it's as soon as he he scores with a really nice like dainty finish, Beautiful. and then the flag immediately goes up. But if you look at it, it was like a nose, like not maybe not a nose, but it's like it's hard to figure out where to fucking measure offsides from anymore. Is it yeah. a foot? Is it the shoulder? Is it any part of the body? What if they're leaning back, but like it's like your shoulder and their feet? Like, do does shoulder beat feet? It's like, is it a rock, paper, scissors scenario? Like, how do you know? And as someone that has spent way too much time using the forward reverse feature of instant replay on FIFA, I can say that like, depending on where you count the ball being kicked, like, is it the very first moment of impact or is it sort of the, you know, like there's a, there's a, yeah, there's two, two, or two or three there. frames, two or three frames of ball right. contact. And I think like this was close enough that that would have affected it too. And so like that's one issue that I have with this sort of like 3D animated VAR graphics we've been seeing at this World Cup is you don't have any context for where they're sort of stop, starting and stopping the tape. And I think that matters. No one ever talks about that except me. So I must be wrong, but it really annoys me. But also the, the graphics they're throwing up, one, it's not the actual photo it's a mannequin it's a 3d mannequin right and you're like do i i don't know for a fact that what you're showing me is what happened i'm sure that the qataris have only ever told the truth (laughs) 
Actually, they're Qataranians. Sorry, I'm just being... <laughs> Cutter. Um, I think that's how you're supposed to say it, right? Cutter? Yeah, but but honestly... All right, so like, we let's, we need to bring up that press conference. Um, let's just finish the, the stupid match that's in the way of talking about the press conference. Yeah, yeah. Got to get so, to these press sec- conferences, baby. Second half is, is one... It's a narrow one nothing lead. Christian Pulisic taken off at half for Brendan Aronson, who I think even if he hasn't had like a moment of magic... He does what you want him to do. Be the most annoying presser. The the person who's, even if he's up top by himself, just getting punished. Like, I appreciate what he does, even if it hasn't resulted in a goal yet. Absolutely. Um, and there's he, some and little see, he does part it for of me, leads. There's some little part of me that wonders if that was at all a tactical decision or a sort of horse trading thing from Bear Halter, where it's like, okay. Yeah, Pulisic is like our guy. He's in the starting 11. But if he's slightly diminished because he's taken this knock and we want to be a little bit careful because now we have an opportunity to go as far as the United States men's national team has ever gone by winning one more game, then maybe we take him off and put on this guy who's really going to help us protect that lead by running a million miles an hour and being in everyone's grill. I don't know. Like there's a little... It, there's, I'm using that as copium to say maybe Pulisic isn't that hurt and maybe Aronson's very good. I think it could be both. Yeah. Because, but here's, all right, so we've got to talk about it. So let's talk about it. So when, when Pulisic gets hurt, you know where my brain goes for what mm. sub I feel like uh, Greg Berhalter could be making? Giovanni Reyna. Reyna. Yeah. The best player in our whole talent pool has played 10 minutes <laughs> this whole I honestly, world like, I. I don't even remember them. Like there was a little part of me that like had to think of like, wait, has he played? In this it was World the Cup? last ten minutes of England. He didn't see the pitch uh, against Wales. I don't think. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, maybe I could be fucking this up, but, but I'm pretty sure he was on for ten minutes. And I thought, okay, maybe he's in line to like play a half hour or start. Like, did did he shit in Berhalter's hotel bed? Like, how else could you explain leaving all of that talent on the bench in a game where you've got five subs every match? It, yeah, that's that's a really strange thing is the five subs every match thing. And then not that coaches ever think this way, but it's like this is a guy whose dad played against the same team in the World Cup. It's like storyline wise, it was uh, not great from Berhalter. Or how about the fact that he's scoring or assisting in Germany? Like pretty much every match that he makes an appearance, he he has an impact in it. Could we use any of that? <laughs> Do we think Iran's yeah. better than Germany, or than it's German really, Bundesliga it's a players? Really great point. I mean, I, I I honestly I don't watch the German league enough to like tell you I know his game that well. But just looking at it from the same sixty thousand foot view that you described, it seems like he ought to be playing a bit he's a marco royce replacement which is how he's been treated at dortmund so like think of think of like central attacking midfielder who's got amazing vision passing ball control and he's like six one he's not like a little child like some of our stars are like children's children sized um yeah, it's like there's got to be some other injury story we're not hearing and Berhalter's not releasing that information to keep other coaches guessing. But, like, if he's hmm. on the bench, it's like it's not, he's clearly not a part of their game plan anyway. So I'm one, I'm just very confused by it. And I you, you haven't heard anything from him other than I'm 100% healthy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's weird, too, because, like, 10 minutes, as much as it seems like nothing talking about a game, like, if he wasn't, 
hundred percent healthy, it would be very difficult to play 10 minutes of it. You know what I mean? Like that's not an easy thing to do. So strange. It's confusing. Maybe, maybe there's an answer. Maybe there's a reason. I, I've been telling all of my friends who are just tuning into the world cup and don't watch. Otherwise I've been saying this is, this U S team has the best collection of young talent maybe ever, but I don't think we're getting uh, the output that that young talent could like imagine I, uh, I'm going to hate doing this, but Arteta converting Arsenal from a bunch of young players to a bunch of young players playing well together is what this national team has needed for this whole cycle. And mm. people will say, Oh, Berhalter has gotten results when it's counted. But like, what is the plan? Like, I mean, I feel like we've got players that are physically skilled, technically skilled, tactically educated and they're just not together long enough either for him to do anything or or his mls tactics that he used when he coached the columbus crew aren't don't translate at the international stage i mean i i, I agreed with you until the world cup in, in terms of just looking at results and we were not getting the ones that we needed to get but well, we just went to five at the back with a one no lead against iran like that's like a dog getting into the submissive position. That I don't. I mean, but it's also like would England would you have gotten a five in the back? Not the right call, and that you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I think that we should have gotten a second goal instead of letting it go down to minute one hundred and two. I mean, that does. I think that has to factor into the decision, and this is something that would be interesting to talk about on its own at some point. Is they have just added so much stoppage time, and I actually kind of like it where. I think on some level, I've always said, you know, if they lay on the ground for eight minutes, you should give eight minutes of stoppage time, even if it's the first half, even, you know, and they've done that. But it, it does change the ball watch. game. It sucks for your schedule when you're like, all right, I've got 11 to one blocked off. I've had to fight off five different <laughs> meetings. And they're like, yeah. we're going to keep it going. Like, well, I have to present now, which is what oh. happens. <laughs> Dude, the after party meetings. I just Irish goodbye those. Yeah, I I should have done that. All right, can we? All right, so we won one nothing. In the end, uh, New Jersey's own uh, Matt Turner uh, was also made some important made some important uh, saves towards the end, and was he? I was impressed by how he played the ball with his feet, though, as something we've talked about as a huge weakness, at least at yeah. the level that we'd been watching. He's been doing okay. Like the same way De Gea this season has gone from terrible with his feet to like a C plus student with his feet. Passable. Yeah. Passable. I mean, that's kind of a funny pun. Um, <laughs> but like, but I, I feel like Turner has improved in only his short time at Arsenal with uh, with his ball playing. Yeah. And it, it, I wonder, I mean, that also seems to have affected the tactics. Like we were legitimately putting center defenders way back and like wanting to play out of the back and like, sort of daring Iran to press us. So well, because you can't you can't have some people playing that way. It needs to be like a hundred percent buy-in or it falls apart. Sure. Um so yeah, I mean so now our next so we could talk about Iran for a second or we could talk about our next opponent. I think we should talk about Iran for a second because this is meet the soccers. Yeah. You know what I will say winning against Iran away and let's not kid ourselves, that's what it was pretty good result like every team that is within a two-hour flight of Qatar has 
you know, Saudi Arabia has pulled off some things that people didn't expect right. them to pull off. Iran pulled off some things they didn't expect them to pull off earlier. Morocco and the local pulled support. off some things. The local support, the people who are actually attending these matches, which are largely people that are within a an hour or two flight. Uh, like if you look at so many of the the different matches, you'll see Nash the national kit is on, let's just say, a large body of people that are clearly not from that country. <laughs> like like paid seat fillers like they do with the Oscars or the Emmys or any other big show that's all yeah. about appearances. Like I think if they had if they spend a hundred billion making this World Cup and seven thousand people die and then televised matches are like 60-70% full stadiums, I think that that's embarrassing for the people that that's maybe one of the only ways you can embarrass the people that have hosted this tournament. But as a result, I think every match, when you're hearing the cheering, it's very pro other Arab or Muslim nations. Yeah. And Which I wonder I, how much I of that blame too is like, like, I don't know, like if it, I mean, I guess I do know this, but like if there was a sort of CONCACAF World Cup and we Wait, were what? not in it, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there will be, but I feel like, like you just cast a magic spell on me. No, but if there was, you know what I mean. I would, uh, I wouldn't expect us to cheer for Mexico. You know what I mean. But I, I do Mexico's wonder the one a little exception. bit if people are. Wouldn't you cheer for Canada if they moved on and we didn't, and it was Canada against whoever knocked us out? I'd want Canada to like. I guess. Or is it spoiled brat system syndrome? If I can't have it, I don't want anyone to have it. I'm not sure. It, I might be a spoiled brat. I think it also depends on who they're playing. You know what I mean? Because like, I I would tend to. There's games already that I've rooted for Canada in. Like when they're playing against Belgium and they're supposed to lose, so to so to speak. It's like I wanted to see them do well. You know. I think Mexico was the one exception uh, where I will. I would cheer for like Costa Rica. Them. I would root for Al-Qaeda against Mexico's soccer team. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, these colors don't don't run, but... Osama uh, bin Laden, former gunner. Oh, that's... I feel like there's tons of puns in there that I don't even want to touch. It's not a pun, by the way. He is an Arsenal fan, or he was. Well, Saudi Arabia will never forget how they were jumped out of this World Cup, so Ooh. take that. Um... Oh, but you. But here's why I wanted to bring up Iran. Uh, I have a few friends. One in particular who uh, was actually there, was at the the tournament, and was there with uh, all of her Iranian uh, family and maybe some friends. I'm not 100 percent on the guest list, but mm. but just hearing about like right, you're going you're going to be at the World Cup, which is a rare thing. It's a rare thing for your nation to have qualified. It's rare for it to be close enough that some of those distant friends and family that are scattered around the world can actually even come together and party and have a good time. And like just just the like week and a half uh, until today has sounds like it's been a great experience. They like rented a boat. They're having a good time. But like the fact that these people are are Iranian people who are aware of what's going on on the ground from the uh, pro the the women's rights protests and horrifying reaction to that, which almost mirrors like U.S. 1950s civil rights era uh, reaction to protests. Like it's 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 rough. People are being sentenced to death uh, just for stating their opinion. But also, say, it's it's worse than the civil rights movement. I mean, it's pretty bad. Yeah, you're right. Like. Uh, 
I'm sorry, I was reaching for something to compare it to, but like, although I don't know, now that I think about it a little bit more, you might be closer than I think. But state sponsored versus KKK, there's a difference. Go on, that's not what so we're one minute. About. One minute later, Skylar, pretty right. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I don't know if you read this, but the Iranian national team players themselves uh, were given uh, not discreet warnings to behave. Uh, during the World Cup, or else things would happen to their family back home who are, like, not only were they sent with, like, uh, handlers, each player has, like, an Iranian government official, like, following them around so they can't defect, so they can't give an interview, so they can't say anything in support of the protests at all. Uh, But also, like, there's a history, maybe, maybe with Iran, maybe with other nearby countries with just outright punishing teams that don't win even when the expectation to win is very unrealistic like mm-hmm. i think it was i want to say it was uh saddam hussein's son like had members of the iraqi national team executed or or violently punished i, I this i'm saying this i'm saying this well. i'm saying this without the the citations uh, in front of me. Sorry, it's very Joe wasn't, Rogan. Wasn't there something like that with Colombia as well? Yes. Let's let's say there have been many nations where this has happened. So I'm not trying to single out Iraq or Iran or any other country yeah. that starts with an I and an R and an A. Uh, hmm. <laughs> like Ireland, but um, <laughs> but like the thought that you're, you're you're this is supposed to be the biggest moment of your sporting career. It's the pinnacle of what one can achieve in this game. If you're playing for one of these other nations, you might be also a bigger deal than anything you'll do on a club level. Yeah. Like to be able to go to a World Cup where you're playing alongside Messi, you might not get that in your domestic league season. That should be enough. That should be enough pressure. That should be enough to cope with. But to be like, I have to behave a certain way and mm-hmm. possibly have on-field results in order to save my like Aunt Irma feels like fucked up i mean of course it's fucked up but like in a way so i should enjoy i should savor the beating iran because of some of the maybe cockiness that i heard out of iranian press in the build-up to this like oh we're gonna show usa a thing or two i should be i should savor it more but instead i'm just worried about the players and their families Mm. like it feels like would it be shocking if their if the players families were killed would it be shocking i mean if Weston McKenney's family gets killed in America, shocking? Yes. Only, yeah. It, it would it, it would be killed for very different reasons. You know what I mean? Like, in America, it would debut because they went to a movie at the wrong time. But yeah. No, but if a government hit squad of killed course. Weston McKenney's no, no, family, no, no, you'd no. go, holy fuck, what century are we in? Yeah. In Iran, that century is now. It's now a clock. And so, yeah. I don't know. I, as much as the tone of this podcast is always pretty glib, like, it's hard for me to think about the victory and then be like, fuck those guys. Like if we had just beaten whales one nothing to seal it, I'd be saying all this anti-whale shit. I'd be like, suck my dick, whales, go fuck a sheep. Gareth, Gareth Bale, Christian Bale, fuck all of them. I don't know. Wait, yeah. isn't, is Christian Bale Welsh or is he Australian? I can't Probably. remember. Who cares? Who cares, really? He's no. actually from here. No, um, but how do you I'm feel with you about on that? that? I, mean, I, I will part. say, I think that... It's interesting. I wonder what the regime will think of this performance because to me, I thought there was a really good chance that they were going to leave with zero points. You know what I mean? So just the fact that they they left with three points and until the very last second of they the group stage, they were a goal stage, away from progressing. You know they were they were 
And like there were there were a few close calls there. I mean, you called out some saves that Turner had, but the things that I remember the most that were the there was a sort of curling effort right over the right top corner. Mm-hmm. Then there was also that like low headed ducked in one that went into the side netting. And either one of those could have easily scored. And we're, it's a very different outcome we're talking about here. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm definitely celebrating in the win. And I hear what you're saying. I think, you know, we've talked so much about sports washing on the podcast, but just having the team in the tournament. I would like to think it's drawn more attention to it. Well, yeah, you know, I would like to think that the reverse of sports washing is now happening, but this might have something to do with which echo chambers I inhabit on the internet and my news sources. But like for me, like this is only drawing more attention to the protests in Iran. This is only drawing more attention to the, you know, injustices in Qatar. This is only drawing more attention to the problems in Saudi Arabia when you have, you know, MBS, and believe it, that's his name, right? MBS, like parading yeah, himself me- around there. And it's bell like, syndrome. <laughs> it just, I, I would like to think that we're at, we're getting to an era where sports draw attention to issues rather than deflect from them. But I did just watch the FIFA documentary on Netflix, and you know, you go through the years, and first there's Hitler, and then there's you know Argentina in the seventies. And then, you know, and you go through and it's like all of those things are just horrible things that were somewhat propped up by sports, especially, you know, FIFA and the World Cup. And it's uh, it, it does make me wonder if maybe I'm just in my own echo chamber. Well, we are. We totally are. But like, I don't think that that's a sin that we can be blamed for. It's this is where this, this pod, this whole podcast is just as you and I see it. It's not yeah. well researched. I think we go to great lengths to explain that it's not well researched. <laughs> Um, but it, it's it just weirdly too- is though, because I spend all the time I'm supposed to be working looking at this crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, we look at it and then it seeps into our brain, but then we don't have that reference available to quote. And we That's say, true. Oh, there was something I was supposed to correct about Ronaldo. I never fucking corrected. Oh, with the kid, right? Yeah. So when we were talking about, uh, when Ronaldo was, this will be a quick aside editor's note. Uh, when Skyler referenced Ronaldo's <laughs> sick daughter, uh, being something that United did not believe him about, and then his sick daughter dying. I was conflating two separate issues. Ronaldo lost a child, one of his two twins, question mark, at childbirth. You're just volunteering a lot of facts doing you haven't again. researched in this correction. The point, is, the point is, Ronaldo lost a child, and Ronaldo had another child that was very sick months after losing a child. So... The context of that was important in that Ronaldo ah, I see, I see. is in a more defensive posture over the health of his of his child because he's just lost one. So like, but we don't need to relitigate that. I just wanted to say at that moment in time, I remembered about something I said that was very important that I got a hundred percent wrong, which was very Googleable. Where were we with? Google? We were talking about Iran, but oh. we were talking about you and I being in an echo chamber. But like. I agree. Well, with can you. I can I give you a little opinion from outside the echo chamber? For but a I wanted to agree with you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I agree with you. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, I was going to say that uh, I have a I have a friend who I've gone to some Arsenal games with here in London. It's a new friend. Um, so a shitty friend. Okay, go on. <laughs> an awesome friend. Um, <laughs> he's actually more of a soccer fan than an Arsenal fan, and he just got he got an Arsenal membership because he also recently moved to London and just wanted to see some games. And that has been difficult to do, man. I tell you, um, 
anyway, he is at the World Cup right now, and we he he's texted me a little bit about it after Saudi upset um, Argentina. He sent me videos from inside the stadium of people like singing and sad Argentinian fans, and it was pretty funny. Um, but I, you know, I, I just kept, I just kept waiting. I was probing at him, expecting like a horror story, which I think on some level speaks to who he is as a person. He's like an ex-Marine and he's like, like a pretty like power of positive thinking guy from what I can tell. Like he's a family man and like, he's not one to like wallow in misery, um, which is probably why we've never had him on the podcast, but like. I feel like if you had gone to the World Cup, you would have found something dystopian to tell me about. You know what I mean? Like, or else you would have known that I've been disappointed. <laughs> like, it would be like shopping for any other gift while traveling. But, like, talking to him, no matter what question I asked him, no matter what, like, I just kept expecting to find, like, at least, like, weird traffic hangups or, like, you know, confiscated $20 beers on the concourse of the stadium or whatever they are. And he said nothing. And he's like, no, it's great. Like, there's like a bunch of cool places to party. And like, the games have been really fun. And like, I mean, you look at people in the stands. And obviously, this is not a slice of it. This is well, they've spent by thousands and directors. But people seem to be having a good time. It's like every other World Cup. You know what I mean? Like, well, Jeff, you and I aren't there. Right. Uh, so we would love to go to a World Cup. No, but you and I aren't there. So there are lots of pe- the people who are who have gone have already sort of been their own filter. Those are all people who are true. willing to go. Those are all people that wouldn't stay up at night thinking about like, what am I spending my money on? What am I supporting with that? What what happened to make this event possible? It's a huge party, a cool party yeah. in a city literally built in a fucking desert with blood. And and then we're having a giant party there. Like, I can't do that. I can't, I like, I can't, like, even just watching it has made me feel weird, but I have watched it on mostly pirate feeds on a VPN because that's my, like. Oh, really? That's so yeah. surprising for you because you pay for so I many do. things. Like, you <laughs> will pay for so many streaming services. I assume you had this one. I just didn't want You don't to have, count. like, cable? Isn't this showing no, basic cable? I have, I have YouTube TV. I could watch it on that, but. Because it's just oh, been on Fox or Fox Sports One. To be... It's wow. how can I? Because I gotta watch cool the football. Because I love football and I'm obsessed with football, but I don't want to put a penny into like the pockets of people who have essentially okayed slave labor and had like essentially murderous labor policies. Like there's, but but like we're. I'm the reason we're getting a little off track here. Your first point about is sports washing sports working i agree with you in that i think the anticipation was that they because of how things have gone with manchester city uh psg now newcastle chelsea before like there have been examples of it working on like the club level but for a big focused event where all of the globe's media is watching you're gonna have some media media that are like the scandinavian countries is how it's pronounced (laughs) yeah uh, (laughs) Fuck, I can't even repeat what you said. Um, <laughs> like, th- like imagine the Danish journalists or the Norwegian. Like, Scandinavia is going to give zero fucks. They're going to be very blunt. Human rights are going to be at the core of just about everything that they do. Like, the, I feel like it's impossible to hide all of your warts and mass graves 
from that much media that you have to invite in in order to have the spectacle of the World Cup. Like it's it's too big for someone to control the narrative, isn't it? Yeah. Like Brazil invented soccer and we were still talking about the stadiums that they were building that weren't going to be completed until after the World Cup was over or how we were talking about Brazilian favelas. Like I had never heard of a favela before the World mm-hmm. Cup. And now I understand that it's like these in, intentionally impoverished slums on the outskirts of like the cities where like essentially, you know, it's like it's like Calcutta, the Calcutta of Brazil. And I learned about it's like that. the Calcutta of the movies of Brazil. Yeah. 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 Yes. It's like uh, what what's the Slumdog Millionaire if it were Brazil. Right. Um, but but I learned I, I learned about that. And I mean, I feel like Russia, after they got the World Cup, we've we've had four years of learning about Russia's bullshit. Well, they have piled it on pretty thick. You know what I mean? Of like Russia and Qatar right in a row. Like, guys. No, and now the United States. So just in time for us to be a, a, a an autocratic red red state nation. Just that's when the World Cup yeah. will come and fix everything. Yeah, shine their light. I can just All see right. at the opening ceremony when they execute Trump. I mean, sorry. I I, I don't think that they'll do that. If anything, I'm afraid he'll be king by then. <laughs> be the oldest king. Well. Yeah, Let's talk yeah. about something more positive, like <laughs> our upcoming match on Sunday with the Netherlands. Uh, yeah, the Netherlands. Louis van Hal's uh, sexually charged orange army. Uh, Louis van Hal, inventor of sex masochismo, if you remember correctly. Ooh, um, Louis van Hal, seducer of his old wife. Oh uh, yeah, Remember, what was it? He yeah. recently he was recently talking about what what was he saying about banging his wife? Like <laughs> good for him. Though. It was it was something like very innocuous of like oh um so wait are we going to like the lunch or the photo shoot after this? And he's like I'd like to go to the hotel room with this one if you know what I mean for the sex. <laughs> I think what he said, if I remember correctly, was like I invite my wife to the World Cup just for sex. It was like I think it was something because I feel it like was, it was something where she didn't look great. It was also something where, but like, it was also something like out of the blue, though, where like the question was like, do you prefer ham or turkey? And, like, and he was like, well, the answer is I, I brought my wife to the World Cup for the boning. All right. I, I looked it up. By the way, I Googled Louis von Hall World Cup sex, which is a risky Google. That's a very risky. Yeah. Safe search off, my friend. So van Hall has been married to second wife Truce for 14 years. He called uh, the Truce was delighted to see her turn up as he put his squad through a warm-down training session following the 2-0 win over Senegal. He then proceeded to inquire if she wanted to return with him to the team hotel so we can make whippin. And whippin is Dutch slang for sex, which means to go up and down. Then Van Hal realized he was being filmed. <laughs> oh, wow. So it wasn't it's an interview because when I saw, I guess joke. like you always assume people know that they're on camera, especially like somebody like that who's like quasi famous. So I just thought like, oh, is he like him? Is this like hamming Being flirty it up on camera? camera? <laughs> yeah, like no, it was a hey. it, was a, it was a training session, so he didn't realize he was on on uh he, he didn't really he realized he was getting fuck. I was gonna say the camera was making whipping with him, but that just sounds consensual when really. <laughs> All right, who, to, uh, to our producer, can you just cut that last bit out? Can we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cut, can you cut all these bits? We're going to start over. 
Can you cut the whole podcast out and then we'll Can leave? you delete the old ones? Can you Can forget you the soccers? Make us say less things than we've ever said. Delete the soccers. <laughs> delete the soccers. Skylar and Jeff don't know how to shut up. Hmm. All right. Do you want to do Probably our last topic? Last. Um, the oh, last... no, we didn't even talk about the Dutch. We didn't talk. We just talked about Louis. Van I was going to say we we have we've talked about Vipin, but other than that, all right. I mean, so, I don't know what to make what... of this Dutch team. They they to me like obviously they're such World Cup royalty that you have to respect them, and obviously they have some fantastic players too. But it's not. I don't know. This isn't. This isn't the Netherlands of 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, right? Like, do we, Frankie what are, de Jong, we have fans, right? Maybe Frankie de Jong can dribble through our whole midfield. Like, that, there, there are some, some of their players have just like S class individual traits that will be hard to contain. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not, I'm not even sure of the whole roster. So let's look up Netherlands, Netherlands world. This is when we do our research during the show. During the show. I will say this about our midfield. The BBC were very complimentary of it today, and it made me think maybe I've been like these aren't the biggest names, but like I thought McKinney had a great game today. You know what I mean? He's had a great game. He just can't go ninety minutes because he's just had like no uh, club season for the last few months because he's been injured. Yeah. All right. So here's here are the big names: Virgil Van Dyke, Nathan Good, Ake, but over Nathan- the hill question mark like thirty one. We have Tim Ream, but on he our ha- team. but he's been in bad form for like a year. You know what I mean? Like he's not the yeah. VVD of two years ago, which would be very very scary. I, but very, I think he's likely deep. to score a goal against us, like on a set piece. Mm. Uh, Nathan Ake from City. Yeah. Uh, so I've just named two defenders better than any of our defenders, in my opinion. Uh, sure. Jeremy Frimpong, who's a I think a right back for Leverkusen, who is a lot of teams are trying to buy. Uh, Stefan Devrie, I think that's how I say it. Devrie or Devrige. Daily Blind. Matthias Delicht, which I just <laughs> pronounced very German. It might be Delicht. Delicht. Isn't it delight? I mean, not on Sunday, it won't be. <laughs> be no delight then. <laughs> is uh, it Sunday Ma- or Saturday? It's Sunday. Is it? Uh, that's what I was just told. USA versus Netherlands. If it's Saturday, I can actually. I think, it, I think it's. It Saturday. says it's December third, seven a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Saturday. Oh, is that Saturday? I think. We should. Yeah, really... it is. Oh, okay. who told me Sunday? What fucking liar? No, dude. It it uh it really. So I have like a reunion plan between my daughter and two of her best friends that she moved away from and is now sort of moved back towards. And uh, we're supposed to go to this like Christmas market, and it's at that time. Oh and no! I was like, um, Rachel, you know that me and the dad aren't going, right? <laughs> like it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> And she was very cool about it. I didn't say it in that way, or else I probably would be going. I was like, um, do you have like the ability for World Cup matches to pull out the like I'm not doing that trump card? I think so. From the knockout stage on, for sure. I mean, for USA games in general, like I look these up far in advance. I block the calendar off, so it's like it's a kind of a dib system in our household. Well, Jeff, the hard I did thing the same is with thing. the knockout. It's like I don't know if we're finishing first, second. What you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But yeah, 
I, I, I definitely, I block my calendar for these things. Um, well, <laughs> so I, 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 wait, I thought I, you were going somewhere. Sorry, I thought you were going. No, I was, I, I was, li I was listing great Dutch players, including Jurian Timber, Tyrell Malassia, Frankie De Jong, Zavi Simons, who played against Arsenal very recently. Yeah, he was very uh, good too for PSV. Steven Berg, is it Bergwai? Berg and I, I don't Berg, know how to Berg say his last name. Memphis mm -hmm. Gakpo, who has scored a goal a game. Gakpo is looking great. Gakpo is scary. I that's the thing. I think they've got enough weapons to beat us. So I think that I mean, there's we made it out of the group. They're clearly we made it out of the we made it out of the group. I think our our joyous reunion at the World Cup ends at this point. But that's just that's that's the ropes. That's the ropes. But then again, that's, that's not a saying yet. Those are ropes. Um, those are the ropes. That sounds sexual. Um, I was gonna say that's that the cookie ropes. We are at the stage of the World Cup that penalties happen. And so every game you could you could be cynical and we could pl start playing for draws now and then it's a coin toss of if we go to the next round. Um I don't know, do you think that's what we're going to do? I think we'll play a conservative lineup because I don't think we're we believe we can just go play our game at the Netherlands and win. We don't believe that we will win. Is that... <laughs> I mean, well, look at the way we just played England. I think half of that was England being tired and playing down. I think if they played like the way they played today or the way they played in the first match, we lose that match against England, even with our best performance. Hmm. We just don't... We don't have the goal scoring at to, to, to beat any of these top teams except by a fluke or by them making a couple of... Now, if the Netherlands makes a few bad errors, let's say Van Dyke gets a red card, is sent off in like the 25th minute, like that changes the outlook of a game. But on paper, yeah, I, I support us. I'll cheer for us. I want us to win desperately. I do not think we will be moving to the, would that be the quarters then? Yeah, I mean, because that's the crazy thing is like based on where we were tonight, one more result and then we get to the round of eight. And that's as good as we've ever done. And it's pretty damn good. Uh no, we were semifinalists in I want to say it was the night was it 1950 or 1930 something? It might have been 1930 something. Oh, is that right? I the always just thought that World that Cup semifinalists are best. I think we lost to Uruguay, who won that World Cup in 1930. <laughs> oh, the very first World Cup. That's crazy. But I think we were. It, I think we. I think we. I don't think there was 32 teams or whatnot. I think it was like eight. Or 16. That is wild, though. I mean, there's a weird alternate universe. Like, that whole, like, who killed the electric car. There could be a great documentary on who killed USA soccer. Because, I mean, we, we also beat... England has never beaten us in a World Cup. We have beaten them in the World Cup. You know what I mean? Like 19, that was in 1950. Yeah. Um, pretty wild. one nothing. one nothing. <laughs> And I think Real even fluke. that was like a bit fluky, but even it's like Very. there was a big movement within the U.S. at the time to play soccer within the college system. And so, like, imagine if college soccer had become what college football is today. What a different world we'd be living in. What a wonderful world. We haven't mm. done impressions in a while. We we needed to to go back to impressions.
Uh, oh, yeah, that'd, be, that'd be a fun dumb game is just like impression who, who am i of like you just have a list of people you challenge the other person to wait, impression wait, but, but then it's That's like the but how do you how do you how do you make that a game because if i do a shit impression that hamstrings you from getting a point mm. and it's not in my best interest to help you get it but then if if you getting it is what gets me a point it's not in your best interest to guess correctly See, I feel like you do a bunch of credible impressions, so this is not going to work for you. But like, for That's me, generous. we're both just going to know right away if I got it or not. I might have it, but I might not. You know. And so, did you just like my Kesha that I just did? <laughs> TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> Kesha Armstrong. <laughs> hmm. Um. All right. So, you think? What do you think is happening? Give me your perspective result so we can go to the last topic i think that anything could happen i think they're the favorites um but i don't think i don't i don't feel like on a playing fence. france brazil germany spain you know what i mean like it feels like there's a like there's like yeah, you're the right you're right top tier this is the secondary tier and, and we are tier. either the bottom of the secondary tier or the top of the third tier you know i think I mean? let's say we're top of the third tier with potential to move on up to the east side so Maybe we will be like the Jeffersons. I mean, I would like to agree with you. I'm just going to go with low expectations. So if anything happens, even pushing them the extra time, I will be beyond Thunderdome about that. What you talking about, Willis? Sorry, I decided Wait, to do that impression you just a did, long you just time did a, ago. I, I was just the, waiting for it the best because Britney we talked Spears. about the Jeffersons. This is the best what? Britney Spears that I've ever heard. <laughs> Yes. Down, down, down. What you talking about, Willis? I have to know. <laughs> Somebody's adopted me. He's white here. <laughs> that was All the right. premise of the show. So, segwaying to final topic, which you could argue that this segment is one of them. What are our World Cup surprises? This could be anything. This is the open-ended essay. I have a few. I got... Added time. We talked about it a bit before, but I I love the fact that they've added on so much time. I'm not sure how I feel about them doing that in the club tournaments, and I wonder how much notice was given to the teams beforehand of like, by the way, added time means added time this time. Like You're going to play like 20 minutes of added time, 30 minutes of added time if necessary. But sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's been four minutes. Well, yeah, but every time there's time to add, they add it. And it's like before there was always this sort of rounding down principle where they would like flop around on the pitch for 10 minutes and they get three minutes at a time at halftime. They're not doing that anymore. I kind of think it's great. I kind of think that it like it encourages. It's like, fine, you flop around as much as you need to. But we're playing a football game here. You know, I would question, though, the transparency of where they're making that number up from. Is it actually reflective of the time wasted in the match? Like, imagine if you had an NBA style shot clock that would just start when the ball's out of play 100%. and it's just on the screen. God, I was just going to say that. I, I think like, and, and like when they're on the ground, like I think there could be this nice dramatic moment where there's like a PowerPoint clicker and they're like, okay, sit down as long as you like, we can keep playing and you guys can keep getting more and more tired. And we'll see if you want to defend that corner at the 900th minute. I just, I really don't want it to become constant stoppages like like if it's constant stoppages we will be watching a game that's 50 minutes of fucking ads and you and i both would kill ourselves 
Yeah, that's true. Do you have a surprise? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so funny how, like, when you pick your bracket, and I haven't checked mine. Have you checked your bracket at all? I was in first place recently. Having said that, I probably just jinxed it. Wait, but first place of our, like, two-person group? Of our, like, I think it's, like, four people. I think it's, like, the 1930 World Cup, I, my friend, I, where I made the semifinals out of four. Let's see, leaderboard. You still are. You have, but you have the same amount of points as Chris. You both have 12 points, and I am... Okay two points behind you and Harding is two points behind you. So it still feels like it's pretty open Wide since, open. since there's lots of points for the knockout round that we haven't picked yet. Oh, yeah. but we got to do that. We've got to do our, Oh, we do now like, like very soon. Um, I guess we, that's a weird one. Cause we don't get a lot of time to pick those. Do we? Cause like, yeah, I gotta... we're playing Saturday, I guess Friday would be the beginning of the knockout rounds. I don't know. Um, anyway, another surprise. Or wait, wait, was that going to be your surprise? Oh yeah. So so in picking and picking all of those and like picking, you know, who's finishing first, second, third, fourth in each group. I feel like I am an educated fan, and I feel like I know all the players more or less, with the exception being maybe some of these lower ranked nations that are coming in from, you know, Asia or, or Middle East or Africa, where, like, I know some of the players, a couple of the players, but not all of them. I feel like I, I did a pretty thoughtful job. And I just got, I got a bunch of the the groups wrong. And it's like, every time that happens the same way, I am surprised every time when there are upsets. I'm surprised every time when Germany loses to some nobody. And when it's not your upsets. Because you had some in there. You had Canada way above their yeah, station i was way wrong on that one because but that was like but you weren't wrong like, the thing is like they played well they probably deserve to have at least three points or something by now but you pick results right versus okay. me saying oh i think that they'll be proud like i wish i could just do a pride you pick them yeah this is the group stage is tough to pick because like you're getting points for picking iran like like which team is going to finish third second whatever but like you could generally get the hierarchy right and just be shifted off one you know what i mean and then you could sort of have everyone in order except one and not get any points like you could generally i don't know i think that the group stage is tough to do it's not as simple as like a march madness pool although from here on out after the group stage wraps up then it will be and then i think it becomes harder to pick the upsets at this point would you agree with me on that one I, yes and no. I Yeah, I think it's harder to pick them, but I think they will still come and they will screw up everyone's bracket because now you're getting to that point where it, you know, it could go to penalties. It, it could be a nil-nil where one team's had 20 shots and the other team has three, and now you flip a coin to see who goes forward. So it happens. I have a surprise, okay, but it's not my surprise. It was Korea's surprise that they did not get to take their corner in spite of the plethora of added time, did you see how they were denied the chance? They had won a corner. It was there was ten minutes of stoppage time, which is a lot. Ten minutes of stoppage time. I think ten minutes and fifty seconds had gone by. They had a shot from like thirty-five yards out. It went out across the uh, across the end line, and they it was their corner. But I think they were already sort of. Like they were giving them one last shot before that. So by that point, they had already played well over the amount that they were supposed to. And it was Anthony Taylor, Premier League referee, um, said, nope, game over. 
and the Koreans were pretty upset. I don't know. Did you watch that at all? Did you know the the coach came out and he argued? No, I didn't. I I've, the last twenty four hours, I haven't been able to watch any of the other matches just ah, okay. because of work. So, so um, the the uh, the South Korea coach came out, argued so vociferously that he got himself a red card and will not be around for the last game of the group stage. Um, it was pretty intense. I mean, they they felt pretty aggrieved. And I mean, it just goes back to what you said. We're like, I would love stoppage time to be like, I think that's one of the really cool things that doesn't happen in soccer, but happens in almost every other sport is that race against the clock thing. And you know, there's an exact time that you need to run out. And like, there's just a bunch of unwritten rules in soccer about it. Like, Oh, well, of course, like the one that I thought I always find dumb is like, You'll let someone have their last possession, screw it up, not blow the whistle, wait as the guy rolls out the ball, dries it, rolls it out again, then does a goal kick, then blow the whistle. I'm like, dude, just save us 30 seconds of our lives, please. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? But they didn't let Korea have it. I thought it was fair because I think, I don't think there was enough stoppage time to, you know, they'd already given you 10 minutes and it's like 11 minutes now, so it's over, but... I think there's no consistency with that. So I get why they felt aggrieved by it. All right. Well, I'm sorry I didn't see it because I feel like I have nothing to offer, um, which is a surprise. <laughs> All right. Are we going to do are we going to do another one of these bad boys uh, after the Netherlands match? Do you think? I think so. I think so. All right. Well, it's I time. Haven't, I haven't won lottery. I don't get to quit this podcast yet. I gotta, I gotta keep doing this thing. You're on the podcast. You're on this podcast, which means you've done the opposite of winning the lottery in your life. <laughs> um, uh, all right, man. It's been fun. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad the day went well. I'm glad we get another, at least another couple of days of dreaming yeah. out of this. I, I think that's a good showing. I mean, we missed the last World Cup, and now we're through the group stages. With the second youngest team in the tournament. And if we didn't have a 35-year-old Tim Ream, it would have been the youngest team at the tournament. And we've got... Think about this. that Those European talent pipelines for youth players, for U.S. youth players, are open now. We'll be finding new names out every year until the next World Cup. I'm curious as to what that side will look like. Yeah. Four years is just such a long time, isn't it? I mean, it's three and a half, man. We're already, we've already waited half a year. It's <laughs> a good point. I mean, but still, I mean, three and a half years. There's a kid that's 16 year old right now that we have not heard of. We'll be on the bench. And we will be, I mean, you never know though, because if it's Pulisic, you know, if, at that age, he was ready. He'll be sitting on the bench next to Gio Reyna, who will still be wondering why he's not playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we didn't even touch on the press conference after all that. We should do it real quick. Oh, well, I, I, I was I've surprised go. by the press conference. You got to go? All right. I've got to go. Sorry. I was surprised Sorry. by the press conference. Bye-bye. There was a press conference with Tyler Adams. Look it up. Meet the suckers. Meet